At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience. We're coming at you from Circus Sportsbook out here in lovely Las Vegas. You have yet to have a situation in which this show has been hosted by someone other than Greg Peterson. So, so far, so good there. And I was talking about it a little bit in the last hour. The just absolute insane game that we wound up seeing in Illinois versus Penn State. How these overtime rules are absolutely ridiculous. That was not the only game that wound up being decided by, I'm just going to call it sudden death two-point conversions. It doesn't even deserve the moniker of overtime. It's sudden death two-point conversions. We wound up actually seeing it in the Ivy League. So the smart kids were doing battle out there on the gridiron. And it was Princeton being able to get an 18-16 to win. Not often that you see a five-overtime game go under the total by 19 to 19 and a half points, depending on your closing number. But I mean, that's sort of the thing that we're going to be seeing. Let's hope and pray that we wind up seeing a little bit of change on this because it's just absolutely insane. By the way, you wound up taking the points with Harvard in this one. You were getting anywhere between five and a half and six on the closing line after it opened up three. You were able to get there. So a congratulations to anyone that wound up backing the smart kids of the Crimson. And we are now going in the third quarter out there in Hawaii as the Rainbow Warriors currently have the lead over the New Mexico State Aggies by a count of 24 to 13. Right around 11 minutes left in the third quarter in this one. Hawaii winds up closing as between a 19 to a 19 and a half point favorite. And you want to see this total anywhere between 63 and 64 on the close. Wound up opening up at 60 and a half. So right now on a little bit of an overpace. And right now the spread is very much a sweat. So. We're going to be taking a look at this as we wind up going along. Nice to be able to have some live action whenever doing this show because it's very rare that 11 p.m. Pacific time if you're out there on the East Coast, well, bars just close. It's 2 a.m. Well, you typically don't have a lot of games, but we do have that. And then once it turns to midnight Pacific time, so that means that the Continental 48 states, all of them will be on a Sunday. We are going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to these NFL previews, but just want to take a look at what we've been seeing on the hardwood a little bit as the NBA is back into our lives. We've obviously got here at VSIN the, the pro basketball betting guide. I always want to say college basketball betting guide because that's one that I'm working on right now. That'll be out in about two weeks. So you'll be having a breakdown from me on all 358 D1 teams. We are hard at work doing about five hours a night just 
looking at all these various trends, looking at all these Juco guys. So we're having a lot of fun with that, but having a lot of fun taking a look at the NBA as well. And we have seen some very big overreactions at the start of the season. I still remember when the Warriors wound up taking down the Lakers on opening night that everyone was proclaiming that the sky was falling and everything like that, when in reality, it's just one loss. Now, I'm not someone that wanted coming into the year very bullish on the Lakers to start with. You've got a team which, let's face it, they're really, really old. You're relying upon Carmelo Anthony to try to find the fountain of youth. LeBron James, we wound up seeing him deal with a little bit of an injury last year as well. You can tell that father time is catching up to him. That's not necessarily a tremendous situation there. But if you're viewing the LA Lakers differently now than you did, say, four or five days ago, it's a little bit too much of an overreaction. What you want to be doing in the NBA is trying to zone in on things that might be a little bit more sustainable. I know that there were a lot of people here at the network that thought that Chris Duarte wound up having a little bit of value for Rookie of the Year because he's one of the oldest guys that ever gets selected in the first round of the NBA draft, typically when you've got a little bit more age. The ceiling for you moving forward in the next five years is a little bit lower, but also the floor is a little bit higher as well, and we've seen Chris Duarte pop off. He wound up in the game Saturday against the Miami Heat, being a big reason why the Pacers were able to win. Not necessarily an efficient 19 points, as he wound up taking 21 shots from the floor, but still was able to give the team a really good performance with 19 points. He has put up 15-plus in each out of his first three games, and his odds have really dramatically shifted for Rookie of the Year. As he wound up opening up, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, right around a 20-to-1. Those have fallen significantly, and a lot of books are going to be finding him sub-10-to-1 right now. So it certainly has been a big reaction there, maybe a little bit too much with that regard, but I think that we're very safe in saying that the Pacers are going to probably be a little bit of mainstay as a three-point underdog against Miami, by the way. They were able to get the outright win, so you wind up taking them. You were able to get a little bit of a nice cash, and I think what you want to be finding as well is some of these teams that they are dealing with injuries right now how they're looking right now as compared to moving forward. I mentioned the Golden State Warriors, the fact that they were able to take down the Lakers on opening night. They have been without Klay Thompson here in the early part of the season. No question that is something that you've got to be taking a look at because, well, when you wind up getting Klay Thompson back at the fold, you're going to see a completely different Golden State Warriors team. And heck, we wound up seeing the Warriors when we wound up getting peak Steph last year, the streak in which he was scoring like 30 points and seemingly every single game. That was absolutely magnificent, but I think that taking a look at the Clippers right now is very fascinating because, no question, you've got Kawhi Leonard who has been dealing with all of his injury concerns. That's not necessarily the world's greatest thing in the world, so you've got a different Clippers team than you're going to be seeing probably more towards the back half of the season, and then obviously when you project forward into like 2022-23 moving forward as well, but the Clippers wind up losing as a four-point favorite at home to the Memphis Grizzlies, a Grizzlies team that I think that they're they're the exact opposite of the Clippers. The Clippers and really both of these L.A. teams, they are a little bit aging. Paul George is a guy that should be in his prime, but you take a look at some of the guys on the Clippers team, I do have my question marks with them. Meanwhile, I take a look at the Memphis Grizzlies, and this is a team that coming into the year, I did feel like they wound up having quite a bit of upside. They wound up being in that, for lack of a better term, playing game for the NBA playoffs last season, and John Morant is proving why he is one of the more special and up-and-coming players in all of basketball. He winds up going into this game with 28 points. He wound up doling out eight assists, and this guy is just the energizer bunny. Now, much like Luka Doncic, who I do feel like is one of the center pieces just of the NBA in general, Luka Doncic, he wound up entering into the year as the betting favorite, as the MVP, and hard to necessarily knock that. I do feel like might be a little bit of an overreaction, but with Morant, he just has a little bit of everything. He's had 28-plus points in each out of the first two games of the season, but what really makes some of these guys special, we saw with Trey Young last year, when the Hawks wound up putting pieces around him, he was really able to flourish, and he was able to shine. And you take a look at the Grizzlies, and I do think that they're doing a good job of being able to build around John Morant. I think that that's a big thing when you take a look at some of these pieces, some of these younger players, whether they be rookies, second-year players, what have you. With the Dallas Mavericks, they have not done a great job of being able to build around Luka Doncic. We wound up seeing the bad year that Chris Sops Porzingis wound up having last year. They've been using guys like Dorian Finney-Smith the last few years to be able to try to supplement him, and that's not necessarily the way that you want to go. Meanwhile, for the Grizzlies, because they have wound up drafting very early in the draft, they've been able to pick up some nice pieces, and one of his running mates in Jaron Jackson Jr. He's looked very solid 
for the team really since the back half of last season. He's been able to take off. He's been able to do some nice things, a former number four overall pick. And then you take a look at just the scouting department of the Memphis Grizzlies in general. They've done a good job of being able to find a couple diamonds in the rough now. They didn't necessarily make the world's greatest move, in my opinion, when they wound up dumping Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, I actually do think, has quite a bit of a future in the NBA, especially with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I can't believe that those words just wound up coming out of my mouth. If he would have told me four years ago at while Grayson Allen was at Duke, that I'd be uttering the words, Grayson Allen and solid NBA player, I would have said, you've got to be joking me. But at the same time, he has been doing a relatively solid job. But take a look at this Grizzlies team, and they did a good job of being able to hit on a guy in Desmond Bain that wound up being at the very back half of the first round in last year's draft. I think that he was actually number 30, to be exact. And he's taken off, and he's had a very good showing. A good three-point shooter, maybe not necessarily a guy that is going to be filling it up, maybe a little bit more of a one-trick pony, but a guy that does a very good job of being able to shoot the three well. They wound up getting, in my opinion, a very steal in the draft a few years ago in DeAnthony Melton. He was a little bit buried on the USC team because he wound up having some issues with being able to stay out there on the court, what have you. He's taken off. He's had now a very nice start to this year as well. Wound up starting to come into his own last year as well. So I take a look at some of these teams. I think that we're able to see something very real with them as well. And I do think that there are a couple other teams that might have some upside, including a team in the Cleveland Cavaliers that, as we know, they wanted being in a little bit of disarray. They were able to get a nice win over the Atlanta Hawks as a pretty good-sized underdog. They wound up closing in a lot of spots right around an 8 to an 8.5-point underdog. They were able to get a nice win. Now, no question, this is a little bit of a no-look team because they do wind up bringing in Ricky Rubio, and you do wind up also bringing in Lowry Markkinen, who we all remember in his time in Chicago was a little bit of an enigma. He wound up starring for Arizona for a year, but you take a look at this Cleveland Cavaliers bunch. The backcourt, I think, is going to be one that is going to be very solid for quite some time. You take a look at Colin Sexton. He wound up having some very big games towards the front half of last season. You wound up seeing him clear. You wound up seeing him really drop off towards the back half of the campaign, but when you're able to just pair talent with talent, that's always very good because we notice it in the NBA when you wind up having a good, I guess you could call it one-two punch. We see it in Portland with Damian Lillard along C.J. McCollum. It always gives you a chance to win. Now, sometimes these one-two punches also do have a little bit of a limiter as well with the Trailblazers. We have yet to see them really be able to bust through, be able to make the finals, what have you. But I do take a look at this Cleveland Cavaliers team. I do think that there is a little bit of an upside, especially if you're able to get Isaac Okoro to really bust out and to live up to his billing as a top-five pick like he was last season. He thus far has been a little bit pedestrian in his career with the Cleveland Cavaliers, wound up being banged up a tad bit last year. He was able to take the floor in a lot of games, so you do take a look at him as being someone that you want to be taking a look at a little bit more moving forward because you do have a good backcourt, in my opinion, that you're able to build around the Cleveland Cavaliers, but obviously you do have those question marks as well with Kevin Love, the top-paid player, for this team, the last remaining of those pieces that LeBron James had with them when they were making those finals runs. So it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting there. And when it comes to the NBA in general, just keep yourself grounded. Don't wind up making big sweeping, just making big sweeping, I guess you could call them accusations about a team because of one or two really good or really bad games. So keep yourself grounded here. And we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at the NBA, what we're all going to be getting on Sunday next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VSIM, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. 
I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go, anywhere, and at any time. So that way you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party that you are attending. Available in 10 flavors, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zin can be found at convenience stores nationwide. So you can find your Zin wherever you are. Zin's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it is easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zin comes in two strengths. So that way you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zin contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers that are 21 years or older. So to learn more and to find your locate your local retailer near you, that is going to be at Zin.com. That is ZYN.com. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here in Las Vegas, more specifically. The Circus Sportsbook, it is a Greg Peterson experience, and it certainly is an experience if you wound up taking this Hawaii game because we wound up seeing the Rainbow Warriors up by a kind of 24-3, to and that lead has quickly evaporated. The Aggies have reeled off 17 unanswered points, and you wound up laying the 19-19.5 to with Hawaii. Right now, it's looking a little bit more bleak as on the live line. You're finding this as an 11.5 point spread with Hawaii still laying it as a favorite. And your total on this game, it's went up a little bit since the Open. The Open wound up being 60.5. Winds up closing anywhere between 63 and 64. Now you've got right around a 67.5 point live total. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Rainbow Warriors are able to snap this streak as South New Mexico State really playing some feisty some feisty football right now and they're going to be a little bit more feisty when it comes to hardwood as well i think that they're actually going to be a team that contends and wins the whack and if they wind up getting into the ncaa tournament mark my words this is a new mexico state team that i am sure that a lot of three maybe even a four seed would not want to see the sable lease and when you take a look on the nba slate a team that you don't necessarily want to be playing against That'd be the Charlotte Hornets. I do think that this is a little bit of a pesky team. You take a look at what we're going to be getting in the NBA slate for Sunday, and this is the early one. It's pretty much a standalone game. It's going to be at 4.10 p.m. Eastern. If you're looking Pacific time, more around the 1 o'clock range. And with the Brooklyn Nets, you find them as an 8.5-point favorite, and you're finding this total right around 231.5. I wanted to mention this on the show yesterday. I am very much an advocate for taking a look at betting the NBA when it's in-game because I feel like it's this way in just about every NBA game. Every single time you bet on a team, 
They find themselves at some point in the game down by 15 points, and they also find themselves at some point in the game up by 15 points only to blow that 15-point lead. So, I mean, it's just one of these things in which you've got so many runs in the NBA. I really think that you should be playing that to your advantage. But with that said, if I'm taking a look at a side here, I'd be taking a look at the Charlotte Hornets just because with the Brooklyn Nets, this is a team that they seem a little bit out of tune right now. They wind up having Kevin Durant go off for a couple big performances to begin the season. They were able to go on the road in their last game, and they were able to knock off the 76ers. But certainly, you've got a big giant situation that's going on with Kyrie Irving not having him in the fold. It certainly does hurt the depth of this team now. It also helps that LaMarcus Aldridge was able to find himself as well. This is someone that even prior to him being pretty much outright release size traded from the San Antonio Spurs towards the back half of last season. The Spurs were a little bit more of an efficient offense when he was off the floor rather than when he was on it. You could tell that he was aging. He wound up in the last game going off for 23 points, 5 rebounds. Looked very much like the LaMarcus Aldridge of old. I do have my question mark, so this is a guy that he is very much up there in years. I think that he was like a top five pick in something like the 2006 NBA draft. So, I mean, this is a guy that he's got to be like 35, 36 years old. So, I just don't know how much tread is left on the LaMarcus Aldridge tires. Now, very good on him just to be able to get out there on the court. He obviously wound up dealing with some health scares. But you take a look at this Brooklyn Nets team. I think it's going to be a key for this team moving forward is some of the guys that may or may not be able to take the floor for them because I take a look at someone like I take a look at someone like a Bruce Brown. He was able to have some moments for this team the last few years. I think that he might be a little bit of a key for them. He wound up not being able to play for them yesterday. So that is something that I do take a look at. You've been trusting in someone like a Nick Claxton for minutes. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be going too well for this team. I don't know how high his ceiling is. And then obviously the Patty Mills signing has already paid dividends for this team because he wound up having a bunch of made threes in that game against the Milwaukee Bucks. But I do take a look at this Hornets team, LaMelo Ball. He wound up having, unfortunately, some time missed last year due to injury, but he's looking like a rising star. I think that he's a guy that is going to be able to have a big game in this one. And let's face it, with the Nets, this is a team that they've got a very solid offense, but they don't have a lot of defense as well. So I do think that there is a little bit of value with the points. What else I think there might be a little bit of value in? Taking a look at the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel like I'm doing this a lot in the NBA early part of the season, but fading a lot of these teams in which they are gaudy favorites, they are towards the top of the odds board to be able to win the championship, but I'm very intrigued by this Memphis Grizzlies team. I feel like they came into the year undervalued, and I still don't understand the hype of the LA Lakers. I mean, if you were putting together a team to be able to play like NBA Live 2012, yeah, this Lakers team is absolutely tremendous. I mean, I would have loved 10 years ago to have Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James both on the same team. You take a look at the year 2021, and I take a look at this Lakers roster. They're 0-2, and I wound up mentioning it a little bit earlier. You don't want to be overreacting to some of these teams that they wind up having a little bit of a slow start. This is not an overreaction because I was just down on them to start with. This is a Lakers team that I think that they're going to be a big-time loser long-term for your bankroll if you're betting on them on a night-in-and-night-out basis. And if you're talking about teams that are probably going to be resting a lot of guys due to, and air quotes here, load management coming up throughout the season, it certainly is going to be the LA Lakers because at some point this year, I think that you might need to get a walker for either Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, or pretty much two out of those three guys because I mean, they're that up there in years. You've got Dwight Howard. Who knows what he's got left? I don't think that's necessarily too much. They're dealing with an injury to Wayne Ellington. Poor Malik Monk is like the only guy that isn't a part of the AARP club that's currently on this team. So, I mean, you've got that going on, and he's a guy that is not necessarily seeing a lot of burn for this team. So, I'm very bearish on the Lakers. And meanwhile, you've got a Memphis Grizzlies that they're the complete opposite. You've got a bunch of young guys that are coming together. I want talking about them a little bit in the last segment. The fact that you got John ja, ja Moran, just a guy who's the energizer bunny. This is a guy that even though he's a little bit, shall we say, not necessarily a traditional shot blocker, he's, he's, he's able to get up there. He's able to block some, some shots. He's going to have a bunch of highlight reel dunks. This is someone that needs to work on his game, in my opinion, a little bit from three-point range. But this guy is all the goods to be one of the top players in the NBA moving forward. There's a good support staff around him. You've been able to have DeAnthony Melton be able to do some nice things for this team. I do think that Mr. Bain is one of the more underrated three-point shooters in all of the NBA as well. So I think that you've got a lot of good 
pieces around them and being able to catch some good points here with the Grizzlies. I'm seeing anywhere between six and six and a half. I think that this is very appealing. And if they wind up falling down early, this is a Grizzlies team that because they are a little bit younger, I think that they're going to be taking these games a little bit more seriously than the LA Lakers. One thing that is tricky about the NBA is always trying to gauge motivation because it's different from team to team. But typically when you've got these young feisty teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, being able to take them catching points, I think that that's a little bit more of something that I'd be wanting to take a look at. And something else that needs to be noted, you're going to be taking a look at this game and you're going to be wondering, why is there not a line? Well, it's because it's the Philadelphia 76ers and they're just dealing with a whole lot of stuff. I think that it's going to be very difficult to be able to bet on the Philadelphia 76ers overnight for quite a while. Because for one, you've just got obvious injury issues when it comes to a lot of these guys. Joel Embiid enters into the year with a clean bill of health, but it's only a matter of time before he winds up having something act up with him. And then obviously, you've got what's happening with Ben Simmons right now, who at any day could wind up getting traded. I really don't think that when the press of the Philadelphia 76ers said, dig in, it's going to be a couple years. They wound up going on local radio and said that, well... I don't think that you're going to wind up seeing that be the case. I mean, we saw it with the James Harden situation last year. I think that it's going to be only a matter of time before we wind up seeing Ben Simmons playing somewhere that is not the city of Philadelphia. The only questions are when and which city he's going to be playing for, but you're going to have a tough time being able to take a look at that overnight. And what else I think is very tough is if you're looking at the biggest underdog on the board, that is the Orlando Magic. They are going to be on the road facing off against a New York Knicks team that find themselves as a 12-point favorite. And when's the last time we've wound up seeing the New York Knicks as a double-digit favorite in the first 10 games of the season? It feels like it's been a really long time. This is a Knicks team that, well, I don't know if I would necessarily advocate for a play on them, but you take a look at this Orlando Magic team, and boy, is it a rebuild right now. You've got Mo Bamba, who has been just a big, giant disappointment ever since he came into the NBA. I felt like he was overrated in Texas myself, but you just take a look at the Orlando Magic. You don't necessarily have a lot of pieces. This is one of these things that maybe the Orlando Magic are just getting completely crushed in the first half. You're able to get just a gob ton of points in-game. That's pretty much all I'd be looking at. Now what we've got to be taking a look at, some props for this upcoming NFL Sunday. Going to be diving more into game previews in the final hour, but we've got a lot of props on the NFL betting board. We're going to be taking a look at them next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will be providing coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit slash SBNC for more information and to learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the $1 million top prize. That is VSIN.com slash SBNCS. We are back here in lovely Las Vegas. It is a Greg Peterson experience, and we talked for a few segments about the NBA season. It is starting to get heated up there, but as we know, the the NFL always reigns king, so we've got to be talking a lot more about that in the final hour. So coming up in 30 minutes, once we've got a Sunday in all the continental 48 states, since out here on the West Coast, it's it's still Saturday out here. Once we wind up hitting Sunday, we're going to be giving you guys whole bunch of previews on all these games. But first things first, we got to give you an update on this one as if you want to taking the over in Hawaii versus New Mexico State, well, you're on the doorstep of being able to get a cash as we have seen quite a bit of scoring here in the third quarter. It is now 33-27. to 27. Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors are in the lead. If you're taking a look at this total live, we are seeing this at now a 75.5 and, and it looks like the extra point from Hawaii is good. So we are up to 34-27 to 27 now. You're finding Hawaii as an 8.5 point live favorite. They want up closing anywhere between a 19 to a 19.5 point favorite. They want up getting up in this game by kind of 24 to 3. So we certainly have seen the New Mexico State Aggies come out with quite a bit of fights. So I know that there are a lot of you guys that actually wind up having a lot of action in this. We see it with college basketball and college football. There are some people that, that they have a great day. They roll over some of their winnings on the Hawaii game. There are some people that... Well, shall we say they don't have such a great game and they're looking for the get-even special and, 
Well, typically, that typically is the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors game. So if you're sweating this out, much like so many people are, I have no fear. I'll be keeping you guys up to date on this, but we've got to be keeping ourselves up to date on what we might be seeing in the NFL as well. In the next segment, we're going to be taking a look at some of the odds to be able to win the NFC divisions. As I wound up going through the AFC last week, figured we would give a little bit of love to the NFC this week, so that'll be coming up next. But when you take a look at some of these player props, while I'm running through some of my thoughts on who might be the top passer along the top rusher for this weekend, I always love this because DraftKings, they always give you odds on who might wind up having the most passing yards, rushing yards, what have you, for just that weekend. These are Sunday and Sunday only, so always keep that in mind. So this is going to knock out the Monday Night Football game that we're going to be seeing between the Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. And, well, if you would wind up getting the top receiver out of the Saints and the Seahawks, you probably wind up having an over in that one as there isn't a lot of projected offense there. But when it comes to odds to be the top wide receiver this week in the NFL, your short shot, it should come as no surprise. Devonta Adams, for most receiving yards on Sunday, he is the DraftKings favorite at plus 550. He's going up against the Washington football team. Cooper Cup is a little bit of a surprise at number two at plus 650. Cooper Cup, a very solid wide receiver, typically doesn't get this sort of love. They're obviously going up against the Lions. And then from there, you've got Tyree Kill at plus 750. Another Kansas City Chief at 10 to 1. You've got Travis Kelsey, DJ Turn it up more, 13 to 1. He is going to be going up against the New York Football Giants. Calvin Ridley is at 14 to 1. You've also got Jamar Chase and DeAndre Hopkins at 16 to 1. And then at 22 to 1, Jalen Waddell along Sterling Shepard. And I do think that Devontae Adams is a rightful favorite just because. With the Green Bay Packers, you've got a pretty pass FB offense, and you've got Devontae Adams, and then you've got pretty much everyone else. I mean, when you take a look at this Green Bay Packers team, and being someone that grew up 45 minutes away from Lambeau Field, I'm someone that I know quite a bit about this team, and, well, you don't have a lo- whole lot of other great options, as right now in the top options for the team at being able to catch a ball has actually been Aaron Jones for this team, so that tells you where it's been. You just haven't been able to get a lot out of Aquinas St. Brown. You've also got Veldez Scantling, who's currently on injured reserve. So you just don't have a lot of other guys to be able to take the pressure off of Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. He's able to give you a little bit of something. He had a touchdown earlier in the season, but you tell that he is a little bit long in the tooth. You've got Alan Lazar. He has been just having a really rough year in general. I have to think that there's something that is wrong with him because he just has not been able to give this team anything whatsoever. And you've got a team in the Washington football team that they're obviously better with their front seven rather than they are in the secondary as well. So it makes all the sense in the world as to why Devontae Adams is a short shot there. And if I were looking to bet anything, it probably would be Devontae Adams. But you take a look at things up and down the board, and I think that there's some sneaky value on DeAndre Hopkins because you just take a look at the competition that they're playing against. The Houston Texans, a team that is in just all sorts of disarray. You've got right now the biggest question with the Houston Texans being, are they actually going to be able to pull off the deal for Deshaun Watson with everything that's happening there? Not going to speculate there, but certainly it is a situation that you've got to be monitoring. But I just feel like DeAndre Hopkins, when it comes to raw talent among wide receivers, he is the best one in all of football. I mean, Kyler Murray has been cooking now. Something that you do want to be taking into account is Cliff Kingsbury and the fact that he is dealing with COVID-19. So obviously that is a little bit of something, but I don't know why, but it just feels like every single time a coach deals with COVID-19, his team winds up winning. So that has been very fascinating to say the least. So it has been something that I've been keeping note of, but you just take a look at the Arizona Cardinals in general. This is a team that they've been able to do a great job of being able to move the ball through the air. And with Hopkins, he has been nothing short of absolutely magnificent for this team ever since he wound up getting there in that just ridiculous trade. I don't know why the Houston Texans wind up trading him away. And also keep in mind that these athletes are human beings as well. This is a revenge game for DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans wound up saying that they wound up trading away DeAndre Hopkins because of Things like financials, they were saying that he was demanding a lot of money. And if you take a look at the demands compared to the rest of the NFL, the landscape of it with regards to wide receivers, his demands weren't necessarily too unreasonable whatsoever. As a matter of fact, for a guy of his talent, I actually thought that they were very reasonable. Now, the amount of money that these guys are getting paid, that's a whole different story as it is just so fascinating when you wind up seeing these contracts go up and up and up. But 
I mean, in comparison to the market, he was not asking for anything unreasonable, and yet he winds up getting traded away. So DeAndre Hopkins, I think that he's going to be in a little bit of an out-for-blood game, and I do think that moving forward, you're going to be seeing a little bit more value on Jamar Chase, who is at 16-1. to I just think that this is a little bit of a tricky spot now. I do think that we could wind up getting a little bit of Zeke over here when it comes to this Bengals versus Ravens game, because you do have a pair of guys in Joe, Joe Burrow along with... Lamar Jackson, or absolutely ripping it up right now in Jackson. If I were to give out the MVP award right now, and obviously it's right now, it's not projecting forward, but just what we've seen these first couple weeks of the season, I would be giving it to Lamar Jackson. I mean, he has been so special, and the misnomer on him is that he's a guy that he has to move around. He's not necessarily the world's greatest passer. He's been doing a very good job in the pocket, but you take a look at Jamar Chase, and moving forward, I think that he's going to have a lot of value. I think that he's just in a little bit of a sticky spot this week, but the hookups that he's been having with Joe Burrow have been absolutely magnificent. He's already got six. He's already got five receiving touchdowns so far this year. Has cooled off a little bit here in recent weeks with regards to the touchdowns, but he has hauled in about nine plus passes in already a pair of games in the last three weeks. He's got six plus receptions each of the last three weeks. He has clearly not been affected by the fact that he wound up having pretty much a lost 2020 season at LSU. He's been able to do an absolutely amazing job for this team with Joe Burrow. And so much of what winds up happening when it comes to these prop plays is that there's so much value on the player itself. Like, I do like Jamar Chase just overall as an option moving forward, but you've always got to be taking a look at the competition as well. It's a big reason why you're currently seeing someone like a, we'll throw it out there, DJ Moore, be a little bit of a shorter shot than you typically see in recent weeks because just with the New York Giants in general, it's a team in which you don't necessarily want to be putting any sort of chips in the basket of them. It's been a rough year for them to say the least, so that's something. And then obviously the Kansas City Chiefs guys, they're always going to be towards the top, but you're really seeing two guys jockeying for this one because for one, while well, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, they're both absolutely magnificent, but for two, you just take a look at the Tennessee Titans, and they have not been able to stop a nosebleed. Now, you take a look at the flip side, and you can make the case that, well, the Kansas City Chiefs have not been able to slow anyone down whatsoever. I think that the Chiefs have given up 29-plus points in all but one of their games, and that last game wound up coming last week against the Washington football team. So, no question, they have not necessarily been able to hold up at the point of attack, and maybe that provides some value on some of these guys of the Tennessee Titans, obviously, Julio Jones has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, but he was able to lace him up against the Buffalo Bills. He had one of the better catches that you're going to see just pretty much this year in general against the Buffalo Bills in that one. So perhaps among guys that are off the betting board, he provides a little bit of value just because of the team that he does wind up going up against. But I think that that's so key when it comes to taking a look at these odds. And then like I wanted mentioning last week, you've got just very clear favorites when it comes to rushing and passing and Patrick Mahomes along with Derrick Henry. So you don't necessarily have as much of a guessing game there, but when it comes to wide receivers, I do think that this is one of the more fascinating markets to be able to take a look at when it comes to most receiving yards. So I do think that there's a little bit of value down the board, and when you take a look at the NFC, there's a lot of value when it comes to gauging these futures. Now, the NFC North might not necessarily be one that you're able to stress and guess about, but we got a couple other divisions that they certainly are going to be very competitive. So we're going to be taking a look at the NFC Futures odds next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <clears throat> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you use paper, you're a human. 
But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. And betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at VSIN. Com as we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience. And, well, if you wind up betting on the New Mexico State Aggies, things are starting to get a little bit hairy as it looked like they were clawing their way back into the game. And Jonah Johnson threw his second touchdown of the game. Problem is, Jonah Johnson, his two touchdowns have been pick sixes going the other way for the White Rainbow Warriors. If you want to take in this little under well, that has been cooked. This is a total that wound up opening up at 60 and a half. It closes anywhere between 63 and 64. So that is already in the bank if you wound up having the over. Hawaii now up by a count of 41 to 27 as it is New Mexico State taking over with the ball. And they're looking to not throw their third pick six of this game. And, well, this is a total that wound up closing right in the neighborhood of about 19 points. So regardless of the side that you wound up taking, this is going to be an almighty sweat as not very often that you wind up seeing a quarterback throw for less than a 50% completion percentage, throw for two touchdowns, and both of them go for the other team. But yet, here New Mexico State is trying to be able to cover this game. The beauty of sports betting and the beauty of the NFL is that things are always so competitive all throughout the campaign. Now, we have seen a couple runaway winners when it comes to the NFC, but we're going to be taking a look at the odds to be able to win all these divisions. So let's just get the ones that we sort of know what's going to be going on in these to start out with, the Green Bay Packers are a big, giant favorite out there in the NFC North. And honestly, this seems a little bit short. Them being a minus 600 favorite to be able to win the division. Take a look at it. And the owner of the Chicago Bears in Mr. Aaron Rodgers, he has been able to do a very good job so far for this team. And yeah, that was a little bit of a dig at the Chicago Bears of what we wound up seeing last weekend. The Bears, by the way. Are currently owned by Aaron Rodgers, are currently at 18 to 1. The Minnesota Vikings are at plus 450. And the Lions, if you think that they're going to be able to win the NFC North, you're going to be able to get 500 to 1 on them. It's one of those situations when you wind up seeing those long odds in that. Would the Lions be able to come back and win this division one out of every 500 times? I actually would think yes, but. Are you really going to bet this 500 times over to be able to break even and or get a very, very small profit? I don't think so. So you got that going on the Lions, by the way. I do think that they have a little bit of value on Sunday. We're going to be taking a look at more game previews once we hit midnight Pacific out here on the West Coast. And that means that all continental 48 states are going to be having a football Sunday as it's still technically Saturday out here in Las Vegas. So we're going to be starting those in about 12 or so minutes, but... 
that's a very obvious one. Green Bay Packers to be able to win that division. I think that we all know where this one is heading. I feel like we can all feel very good about this one as well. And I wound up actually giving this out after they wound up losing week one. The Dallas Cowboys, very sizable favorites out there in the NFC East. I know that a lot of people have made the joke the NFC least, and rightfully so, because you just take a look at everyone else in the division, and it is just the poo-poo platter of teams that are below 500. Washington football team is 16-1. to The Philadelphia Eagles are 10-1, to and quite honestly, that seems low with the way that they've been playing. And then the New York football Giants, they're currently at 50-1 to to be able to win the division, and would you want to take a shot on any of those three teams? I don't think so. I take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, and... Yeah, if they were playing in a little bit of a different division, I don't know if they'll necessarily have the record that they're going to wind up getting at the end of the year, but I've been thoroughly impressed by this team thus far. Mike McCarthy is late game clock management, might wind up coming back to nip this team in the butt one or two times before the season's over, but Dak Prescott has been absolutely amazing. Ezekiel Elliott, I know that there are a lot of people that they don't necessarily have the highest opinion of him, but he's been able to show a little bit of something so far this year. He's averaging five yards a carry. He's been able to run for five touchdowns. That's pretty darn solid. He's maybe not quite living up to the contract that he wound up signing, but by and large, he's been able to do some good things for this team. You've got just a plethora of weapons for Mr. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, list goes on and on, and this is a defense that all of a sudden, they've looked a little bit better recently as well. Micah Parsons has been a very nice pickup for this team. So, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys being a sizable favorite, that seems about right. Now, the most competitive division, I feel like in all of football, is the NFC West. Now, you're going to see a little bit less competitiveness, in my opinion, moving forward, just because now you've got Geno Smith in at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. And the team that many people thought was going to be last in this division, I didn't necessarily buy it. I felt like the Cardinals had the potential to be a playoff team coming into the year. I didn't think that they would win the division and be atop the division like we're seeing right now. But right now you're finding them at minus 140 via DraftKings to be able to win the NFC West. These are pretty much live in-season odds. You've got the Rams at plus 150 from there. And then the San Francisco 49ers, who I had quite a bit more hope for. Coming into the year, I felt like the 49ers had a good chance to be able to win this division. Right now they're at longer odds at 16-1 to and well, the market has adjusted for the injury to Mr. Russell Wilson at 40-1. to I feel like we could count the Seattle Seahawks out of the fold because you've got Russell Wilson dealing with that injury. He'll probably be able to return at some point this year. The question is when. I mean, Geno Smith is actually not a terrible quarterback, by the way. If you take a look at the way that he wound up playing, especially in the mop-up duty that he wound up having against the Rams, he actually looked halfway respectable in that stint. He's someone that has been able to learn under Russell Wilson for a few years. You could tell that. His fit out there in New York was not necessarily too terrific. I actually think he wound up playing for both New Yorks before he wound up getting to Seattle, but I do think that there is a little bit of something there, but certainly not enough to be able to win the division. Now with the Cardinals, I feel like it's starting to be a situation in which a rubber is starting to meet the road. They are currently the only undefeated team out there in the NFL. They are going to be having a very, very nice cakewalk game here on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Then from there, you get the Green Bay Packers. You get on the road against the 49ers. You have to play against a Panthers team that has been a little bit shaky. But with the Cardinals, my big fear is that they wind up going into the back half of the season and then they wind up dropping a bunch of games late because they close out the season with a road game against the Dallas Cowboys and then they have to play also the Seattle Seahawks. So you got to think by then, Russell Wilson is going to be back in the fold. So it could be a case in which the Cardinals are either tied for or have the division lead all throughout the season. But then... In the final week, final two weeks, they wind up disintegrating a little bit. And that would be a little bit on par for the Cardinals because we wound up seeing them have a good start to the year. Last year, all they had to do was win that game, which you wound up having John Wolford get the start for the Rams. I don't even remember who wound up getting the start last year for the Arizona Cardinals, but it was a guy that wound up being from South Dakota. I'm sure that the name is going to come to me in a second, but I mean, that's what you were left to to be able to try to win a game to be able to make the postseason because Kyler Murray wound up suffering that injury. So it was just one of those cases in which you're just here like, what in the world is going there? Chris Stevier, that's who it was. Good old Stevier, but I mean, man, it's just one of these cases in which I have a little bit of a tough time 
sticking sock into them. And I just feel like in general, you've got to be taking a little bit of a look at coaching when it comes to the circumstance as well. And I just flat out think that Sean McVay is a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury is very good when it comes to the offense, but you just take a look at just him in general being able to keep his team motivated, trying to help out with this defense. Now, obviously, you've got defensive coordinators be able to help out with that, but I do have my question marks there, and I think that with the 49ers, the fact that you can't have any faith in Jimmy G and the fact that they've clawed themselves into a hole already, that is going to just be a little bit too much for them. I have become a little bit more bearish on the 49ers, especially when you wind up having pretty much no running backs like we've seen for a couple weeks this season for them. And then you take a look at the last division, and it's hard to really stray away from any other team other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will say this. It feels like Tom Brady's team's, during the early part of seasons, they do wind up losing a game or two more than they probably should. They wind up having a little bit of a letdown. And keep in mind that coming into the game on Sunday, they are going to be without Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski, but I don't think that this is going to be a letdown spot for them. I just take a look at the Buccaneers moving forward. I think that they are just far superior to the New Orleans Saints. And you take a look at the Atlanta Falcons. They're just a team that I have absolutely no faith in whatsoever. If there's a team that I'm looking to fade, and if there's a team that I think is really going to have a rough second half of the season. It is the Atlanta Falcons and then the Panthers. We were getting all giddy on them, and then they wind up going on this recent losing streak. You look at the Buccaneers. This is a team that I do feel like has all the goods. The defense has been a little bit shaky in recent weeks, but we wound up seeing it with the Buccaneers being completely nasty on defense towards the second half of last year. You wind up seeing them getting better as the season goes forward, and that's always a hallmark of Tom Brady teams as well. It feels like they always play their best football going into the postseason. I think that that is worth something when you wind up taking a look at some of these odds. So there's just no way I'd be able to look other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be able to win the NFC South out there. So got to give a little bit of love to the NFC. We wind up doing that this week. And once we wind up coming back from break, it is going to be a football Sunday for all 48 of the continental states. So coming up next, we're going to be going NFL heavy with all the previews right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, as you're here for the Greg Peterson experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.